Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, Visa app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. It is Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Mikhail, F1 expert in the corner. Don't want to leave Mikhail out. A lot of buzz on Mikhail yesterday. Uh, let's bring him in because we got a lot of baseball to talk. Ladies and gentlemen, from under a cloud of smoke in Southern California, it's Jason Weingarten. How you doing, Jason? Good morning. How's it going? It's going very well. Jason, I think I uh, just want to tell you, less than 24 hours to go till Yom Kippur. And uh, once again, nothing for me to atone for. <laughs> I, think <I've>, <laughs> <laughs> I think I've done the assessment. I think I'll be at work tomorrow. Sorry, don't tell me my mom. On, me, me, on the other hand, I'm still atoning for stuff I did several years ago. The backlog. <laughs> backlog. So, <laughs> it's so, so big that I'll be atoning for stuff from... 2018, 2019. I won't even get to this year for a couple more years. <laughs> Humor only relatable to a certain portion of the audience, if you know what I mean. All right, Jason, let's talk about these. Uh, let's talk about these awards. Let's start with NL MVP and this notion once again that Fernando Tatis Jr. has been hovering around minus 300 for a couple months now. Now it's drifted down, but not like hugely so. We're showing the BetMGM number here, which has gotten down to minus 200. Then there's Bryce Harper at 3-1, to one, and everybody else is double digits. Notably, Juan Soto all the way down to 30-1. to one. Let's do a little comparison. You've put these together. Let's do the last 30 days of some of these guys, of let's five of these guys last 30 days, and you can walk us through these. Guys, just throw them up. Let's start with uh, Tatis Jr. and Soto. We'll throw them up on the screen. Can you see those, or should I do them? Uh, I can't see them, oh, okay. but I, I know them more or less. Well, well, here's the deal. Tatis Jr., his slash, 250, this is the last 30 days, 250, 349, 554, batting average, uh, on-base percentage, slugging percentage. Uh, look at look at some of those other numbers there for him. 26 strikeouts, 12 walks. Um, you know, you see what's up there. Now look at Juan Soto, his last 30 days. 335, 16, 591. 12 strikeouts, 33 walks. He's Bonds light. And there's other advanced stats that uh, we'll show in sort of the last year, the whole year stats coming up. But, like, there's the guy on top is minus 200, really? Yes, it's kind of funny. He, I, I'm seeing Tati start, start to drop all the way. I saw some minus 180s this morning, which is what I wrote about a month and a half ago, what his numbers should have been already. Um <laughs> So it's kind of nice to see the market sort of going where it should. But 
I, I don't understand. I've told you this a million times. I don't understand how if you're going to give the MVP to somebody on a non-playoff team, it's not going to be Juan Soto. I mean, right. those numbers, those numbers speak for themselves. He's the best hitter in baseball, you know, or at least in the National League. Uh, they're afraid to pitch to him, and they're afraid to pitch to him on a team where he has Alcides Escobar batting in front of him. That's that's unheard of, regardless of the the wins and losses on the Nationals this year. Couldn't agree more, and and most likely Bryce Harper's not going to make the playoffs with the Phillies, and it looks like, again, with that remaining strength of schedule, that the Padres, who are now one game out of the number two wildcard position, eight more against the Giants, who have housed them the first two games of this series. They got eight more against the Giants, not to mention a few more against the Dodgers, some more against the Braves as well, and the Cardinals. Uh, Here's some other candidates uh, here the last 30 days. Bryce Harper, Freddie Freeman, Max Muncie. Look at Muncie at the bottom, 188-262-521. He He's not winning the MVP. Just stop with the Max Muncy. Now, Freddie Freeman is an interesting story, though, because he came from, he was the sneaky, freaky brother sneaking in from the rear last year. He won the MVP. He will be on a playoff team. Might it be back-to-back for Freddie Freeman? Probably not. Um, also, these, these numbers don't include last night. So, for example, yeah. like, Max, Max Muncy has nine home runs. That's second most to Bryce Harper over the last 30 days. He has 10. He's still probably not winning the MVP, but he is third in war behind Soto and Tatis. So I don't see I don't see Freddie Freeman winning it because if you're going to vote for Freeman, I don't understand why you wouldn't vote for Muncie. You know, I mean, Muncie's had some strikeout stuff, and he's only hitting 190 or so the last 30 days. But you look at all his other numbers; he's slugging about the same as Tatis. He's still walking a decent amount. He strikes out too much, but like you said, he's probably not winning. So. If he's not winning, then who is? You know, we have the three guys you already mentioned, Tatis, Soto, uh, Bryce, Harper, Bryce Harper, and then maybe you have Freddie, Freddie Freeman. Um, who else? Is there anybody else left? Let, let's show those year-long numbers. Let's just throw up three of these together. Jeff, do we have those numbers for the year-long that Jason put together? Again, these are three candidates for the National League uh, MVP award. Uh, full season, Juan Soto. Those are his full season numbers. Uh, you know, again, 233 stolen, uh, three, three, 233 total bases, the 83 strikeouts against 119 walks, a 309, 454, 525 slash just fills up the stat sheet. Look at those advanced stats at the bottom in terms of war and WRC plus. Uh, next, uh, by comparison again, and we'll rifle through these guys if we could, because um, I want to get some other awards, but we have a couple others to, to flash up there as well. But what you basically get, here's Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper's numbers year-long, very good. But again, not a not a guy who's making the postseason, uh, but he's got some solid numbers. 307, 421, 611 slash. Good advanced stats at the bottom, just like with Soto. And then finally, uh, these are the numbers of, uh, I would assume we're putting up Fernando Tatis. Yes, we are. Not quite in some areas up to snuff to those two guys, particularly this slash line of 283, 368, 629. I guess what I'm saying is there's no way he should be minus 200, which sort of gets us back now to let's go to something like NL Cy Young. And I just want to bring this up for a second because I was talking about it briefly earlier. These markets just don't reflect reality. So again, I'm not saying Julio Arias will win the NL Cy Young, but how is a guy who's 17 and three? I know we don't care about wins and losses, but he's 17 and three, and a 2.98 ERA. How is he 100 to one? And other guys are like, you know, again, Scherzer justifiably plus. I'm not saying he's better than Scherzer, but the fact that Scherzer's, you know, plus 115, that discrepancy doesn't reflect reality. And that's that's the case in getting back to the NL MVP. That's the case in these markets this year in a way that I don't ever recall it being, quite frankly. Do you? Yeah, I, I've noticed some similar stuff like that, too. It's, uh, you know, maybe, and I, I think maybe it had to do with the short season last year and people have short memories or maybe people are just lazy and they don't put a lot of time into making these numbers. Uh, but but it is it is noticeable that certain there are certain, you know, uh, Things like Urias or uh, Scherzer being favored over Bueller doesn't really make any sense. Like, I understand why people think Scherzer should win, and he might win just because he's Max Scherzer, but, you know, I don't understand why he's ahead of Bueller right now. Bueller has like 25 quality starts in 27 games or something. I mean, some of these stats, it's like you can't ask players to give more than they're giving. 
It's really, yeah, it's really been a fascinating thing this year where these narratives have just stuck. Now, some people, and let's get to the AL MVP, some people will counter by saying, well, speaking of narratives, Gil, it was fade out complete that Shohei Otani was going to be the AL MVP two months ago. Shouldn't Vladidati, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., shouldn't he get some, some you know, juice now that he's perhaps flirting with the Triple Crown, which, by the way, I said earlier, he's actually probably not going to win the Triple Crown, so it's kind of just, you know, a speaking it into existence, but he's he's behind in RBIs by by four, and there's guys in between him and the lead. He's only got a point zero zero yeah, six, pardon me, but he's only got a point zero zero one lead in batting average and a one uh, home run lead. I get it. He's had a great season, but what Otani is doing is one of the greatest individual seasons ever in the history of baseball. Can you put this to bed about Guerrero? for us yeah i mean you know strange strange things can always happen but it's it'd be an absolute shock to see somebody go from you know talking about almost a unanimous mvp or if he's going to get 28 or 29 votes to potentially being unseated you could look at the triple crown stuff but i don't know where this notion that you win the triple crown you're automatically the mvp came from i mean we looked at some of the data earlier you and me mm-hmm. and uh uh, Ted Williams didn't win twice when he won the Triple Crown. He didn't win when he hit 400 two different seasons. You know, it's just it's not a guarantee. And if you think the Triple Crown is as impressive, you know, as it is, or winning two of the three legs of the Triple Crown, Adam Duvall is leading two of the three legs of the Triple Crown in the NL. I don't see anybody talking about him. Great point. You know? Great point. And uh, Vlad, Vlad, he gets Lord Guriel, George Springer, uh, Teo Oscar Hernandez, Marcus Semien, who's an MVP candidate. He's surrounded by good players. Otani's hitting in the lineup with David Fletcher and Phil Gosselin, you know, in front and behind him, and Justin Upton setting the table for him. Those are the guys he's working with this year, and he's putting up a historic season, you know, literally an unprecedented season in modern history it's not even comparable it's not you know, as good as Vladdy is and he's a future mvp he's a great player but i mean it's i understand the need to generate content near the end of the season too and discuss things it's sort of like we just had this recall election in california where gavin newsom was 97 percent to win 99 percent to win going into it <laughs> That's right what did they talk about on the news all the last week could larry elder be the next governor of california That's exactly no, he can't right be the next governor of california but you need content. You need to talk about stuff. So uh, I, under, right. I understand it, but I think the question is, is, is Otani going to win, you know, 28, 29 votes, or is he going to get last? Cause I could see a couple votes for Vlad, but yeah. no, I don't, I don't see it. I yeah. don't, I think we're, we're, worrying about something that doesn't exist. I agree completely. And, and by the way, I'm glad you made the point. Some people are like, oh, he's looking at all he's playing on the, you know, the Otani did, doesn't make the playoffs with this team. Yeah, it's what you said is right. It's even more impressive not being surrounded uh, and doing what he's doing than it is what Vlad is doing, being surrounded. And again, as I mentioned earlier, if, if the Blue Jays miss the playoffs by by a game, or if he misses the triple crown by an RBI, all of a sudden, you know, he doesn't get consideration. All of it is just ridiculous to me. Uh, we have to, we have 30 seconds. Any pick today? Did you make a bet? Cardinals. I bet Cardinals plus 155, and I'm on the fence if I want to bet the Giants again. I've been betting the Giants a lot lately. I've been fading the Padres. The Padres are 0-5 on this road trip. Got five more games. Could come home uh, under 500, and might be the end of the season for him coming out. All right. I like that kind of talk. Cardinals and perhaps the Giants. Jason Weingart from Under a Cloud of Smoke. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate it as always. At Spreadopedia. Las Vegas Talk Chris. My man. Las Vegas Chris. Next. Football on a numbers game at Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app.
Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VSIN.com data and analysis. You get everything VSIN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VSIN.com slash subscribe. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Michael Lombardi still to come this hour on a numbers game. It's Gil Alexander. Uh, and what a. Uh, what a Kiniella, to use the old high-ally betting phrase. Before Michael Lombardi, uh, ladies and gentlemen, contest juggernaut, Las Vegas. Chris in studio. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing okay, but my chair just fell down, and I've got a microphone right in front of my face. <laughs> uh, I, I was going to say, I, oh, I have much to talk to you about, but I started with two things that happened. One, uh, Chris told me the other day, there was a picture of me and Chrissy Andrews out there, and you said to me, he goes, look, you said, look, a friend should tell you, I, I think you gained a lot of weight, you need to lose some weight. And I was mentioning to you, I was like, first of all, thank you for telling me that, but I've already lost 16 pounds, so I got like 24 more to lose. I'm on the way down. You should have seen me 16 pounds ago. So thank you for that anyway. Yeah, well, you had one of those photos where you look the same size as Chris, so, and he's lost oh, a lot of weight. Wow, shot fired at Chris. <laughs> By the no, way, but I, he's lost a lot of weight. He's I, looking good. I'm also, I just want to say, for all of your contest prowess, and you have won at the Palms, you have won at the Win, six-figure prizes in places, you've won last man standing college football stations, you finished second and fifth at Circa last year, lottie dotty. but then when I'm on my tennis run, every time I gave you a tennis pick, as soon as like I'd be down a break, you would be in panic mode. <clears throat> you really shouldn't watch any of these games. It's, it's tough to You're watch. just like, like the rest of the them. Games. Yeah. Breaking news, uh, Dallas uh, went up to three, plus three and a half briefly at Circa. Mm. So let me, let's start there. First of all, how'd you do week one? Oh, you know what? I should have done better, but I did okay. I, uh, I, I did really well this weekend betting mm-hmm. and uh, wasn't, Atlanta really got me. Uh, Atlanta crushed Atlanta me too. Atlanta got me. Okay. I fell for the banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> <laughs> the old forty-eight hours move. Did you, so? Does that? Um, I'm reading between the lines, Chris. Does that mean you did a three and two? Is that what happened to you in the contest? Uh, you know, you rather, I you'd rather I, not say. Okay. Yeah. I, okay. I, I just checked if I'm going five and zero oh or or less than. <laughs> just check. You don't watch any of these games at all, do you? No. You know what? Believe it or not, I did watch most of the day because mm-hmm. things were going okay. So. As soon as anything turns around against me, then I I, I hide. Let me uh, let me ask you this. 
How do you winnow down? So here we are headed into week two, right? You're just like everybody else. We got all the games in front of us. We will have the contest lines tomorrow. Uh, or is that today? Pardon me, today. And tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, for, uh, for Circa. Circa. Um, okay. And then you will begin your process to what, how you end up with five. Do you start with throwouts like in horse racing? You're like, well, that horse is throwout. Like, how do you, what's your process to get it down to five? Or are you the guy that you look at it immediately, you're like, those are my five? I'm more of an eliminator than an add-oner. Uh, and and I, I, it was funny because I was going to tweet at like 2.40, okay, it's time to look at the, uh, what the games are because I, I, I didn't even look until 2.40. And, uh, but, yeah, I'll eliminate games uh, more readily than just add them. Can you give a sense of what would be an instant elimination? Like would a really large point spread automatically disqualify you? Not necessarily. I used Baltimore in uh, one of the crucial final weeks. Was that the final week or the second to final week last year? I forget, but I laid 13. Are you game fearing at all from this point in the year, or are you just picking what you think is going to win? No, I'm just picking what I want to win. Yeah. How oh, is there a, is there a generality of what might be a toss out, or is it never a general thing? It's always a specific thing to specific matchups and lines. No, I want I want to look at each game uh, and and reevaluate it. Uh, you know, check it over twice, and, mm-hmm. and because those games that are easy to dismiss are probably easy to to dismiss for everybody else. So, I mean, if if something instantly pops up at me that looks like a great game that nobody's going to be on, or I could go on the opposite side, well, you know, I want to consider that. Last thing about contest ATS: How much of what you do at this time of year has to do with line moves and getting the best of the number in a contest? Do you go contrarian to that? Or is it just handicapping for you at this point? Well, I really wish Atlanta had been three and a half because I would have never used it. Uh, but uh, yeah. it, 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 it's, it's, it's all handicapping. Uh, it, it's, I mean, I'm not going to play a dumb number if I have alternatives. But, uh, uh, you know, it, 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 it's all handicapping at this point. I lied. I have another question. I was talking the other day on the show, and you you happened to be listening, and I made this comment that I agree with James Salinas, that multiple entries, and I actually said this about Survivor, which you're in this year, so I'm glad you're in this, because you actually said something to me this morning, because last year you were all giving advice, I'm like, you're not even in it, and this year, you're, you're in it, and you're like, man, the temptation, what were your words, the temptation of taking... The I forget, but the obvious pick. You know, here's the difference between somebody that's going to win this and somebody that has no hope. Uh, the people that have no hope to win this look at those three big spreads and think that they have a vacation. That's right. Okay. The people that are going to win it look at those three games and say, uh, "Well, that's three less games on the board I can choose from." Mm-hmm. Because they're not going to be on those. Like I say, the, the, the so. game is misnamed. It shouldn't be called Survivor. That's It throws people off. It's not about surviving. It's about winning. What about the multiple entries thing, though? Um, you, you agreed with what I said, because I agreed with Salinas, which is, you know, he won. He, like you, is a very great contest player. He won the Super Contest. He finished third the next year. He finished 26 two years after that. And... You know, he always had one entry, maybe two. Don't hold me to one, but maybe two. But I think it was, it was, it was definitely not more than two. And then he found, like, if he did more than that, that it was just discombobulating to him. And I totally agree with that, even for Survivor. Like, I think if he went six entries, as soon as I bought five entries in Survivor this year, I hated myself. Because it, it completely changes the way that I process, almost to the point where those extra entries... Are, they're extraneous anyway. I'm going to lose them eventually. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Yeah, it's like a spoiled kid. You you're, you have extra entries to that you don't really you know treat as carefully. Right. So you're, you know, I would prefer to be limited and forced to really bear down and and have no room for error. I, I felt I had a really tough time deciding what to do with the contest because the William Hill. I, I feel like a moron for not getting in the William Hill, but I had to look at quality of life. And there's no place. They make you go in and enter in a kiosk, <laughs> and I don't live anywhere near a yeah. place. And it was going to be a nightmare, and I don't care what the the uh, uh, overlay is. Quality of life wasn't going to be worth the stress. 
involved. Uh, I totally, totally relate. But I am in walking distance of a William Hill, which is which is why I was like, okay, doing it. But I totally get what you're saying. They make you come in. And by the way, some of those shops don't have kiosks. Yeah. So you have to go to the desk. And I don't know if you know this, Chris. Not everybody knows what they're doing right off the hand when you go to a desk. They're right? lucky they make it to work. Yeah. <laughs> In some cases, that's no knock. It's just that there's so many things that they do that, that something like a contest, which wasn't very well publicized, quite frankly, which wasn't very widespread played in the end, thus the overlay. So it, it makes sense that some ticket writers wouldn't know what you're talking about. So you have to get into that mode, too, where you're like, I got to sit through this now. No, I had people yeah. I had people signing up that week that didn't know how to. Oh, you're the first one that signed up. That's exactly what they said to me. How does that happen? Yeah. And nobody even knew this contest was around. It probably, I, did, I didn't see the final numbers, but it had to have a $600,000 overlay, didn't it? Yeah, I think so. The William Hill College football one? Yeah, I think so. So I, I, I was driving along just feeling humiliated and disappointed in myself uh, because I didn't buy any entries in William Hill. And it's like, God, what an idiot. But, it's a, but you said it. It's a quality of life thing, which I want to get into with you after the break because I know you tweeted this out as well. So you say you want to be a, uh, a pro better, and Chris will let us know a little bit more about that momentarily. I, uh, I think I told this on the air. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. But when I signed up at, at Circa, um, you know, they have a whole process. They do their thing, and then they call you up. And the gentleman who was doing my final paperwork at Circa, both for Millions and, and a Survivor, didn't let on that he... Uh, recognize me or, or watch the show or listen to the show. And then finally at the end, he says to me, he says, he goes, Hey, by the way, I love your show. He goes, I'm so glad Parlay's back. Grab the band back together. And I said to him, I go, Oh, and Todd's going to be on this week. Well, you know, the whole band back together. And he goes, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought was awesome. Uh, so I, I don't know. I can't remember what the gentleman's name was. So forgive me, but I, but I love that. So, um, is there one? Let me ask you this before we go to break. Is there one game on this week two schedule that you've looked at thus far where you're like, I'm absolutely not playing this game? No, I don't even think about that. I really don't. There's just too many things that can happen between now and Saturday. So why would I? And you wait till the very last second because of COVID-related stuff these days, right? You would anyway, but particularly. Well, I now? would anyway for for the contest. That doesn't make a difference. But I, I yeah. It's it it, it it was a it was a uh, unusual Saturday, to, you know, so to speak, uh, for my first attempt in the super contest, which made me go there twice in person. This this year, this week, really, it's no fun. Oh, what's a story we have to get into? We'll do that next. Uh, but generally, what it's like to be a pro better. Uh, Chris has some things to say. Wants to get off his chest. We will do that next. Lombardi as well on a numbers game at Veasan, the Sports Betting Network. Today's episode of the Ron Flatter Racing Pod features VEASAN's own Sean King, who's not just a former pro quarterback, but also a longtime horse player. Thoroughbred owner and handicapper Marshall Graham talks about the edges he has gained as a computer better. That's a computer better. Las Vegas odds maker Paul Zilm handicaps weekend races. Subscribe now at iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify, or Stitcher, or download it Friday morning at VEASAN.com slash podcasts. The Ron Flatter Racing Pod, sponsored by First Bet. By the way, you know what else uh, podcast exists in the Visa Network? The Beating the Book podcast, which Brady Cannon uh, in the leadoff spot every year on the Megapod. The Megapod top 20 all-timer this episode uh, in the VEASAN world of podcasts. Uh, so I just want to say to everybody, thank you so much for supporting the Beating the Book podcast all these years. Las Vegas Chris, you've been on it so many times. I appreciate that. So thank you Fun times. very much. You, my, my Julio Urias commentary earlier resonated with you. Yeah, that hurts. I mean, I, I, I can't believe I have a 100-to-1 ticket on this guy. 17-3, and three, hasn't lost a game in 13 starts, Yeah, last I heard. 2.980. I, I look at his stats, and he's just barely under. He barely has more earned runs and barely has fewer strikeouts. How the hell can he not be even sniffing? That's what I mean. These, these markets are so ridiculous. Like in term, it's all narrative. Like the narrative, it's like, what are you talking? How is he a hundred to one? There's no possible. I'm not saying he's winning it, but there's no way that reflects reality in any way. Um, okay, I'm gonna hold you to something right here, Chris. This Buffalo Bills line this week in the National Football League perplexes you. Is that fair? Yeah, because if you talk to most sharps, they they all have the line at one, one and a half, two. 
and it's basically three and a half, four. And I look at it this way. Buffalo is just at home laying six, six and a half to Pittsburgh. Remember, Pittsburgh was one game lower than Miami. So Miami's, you know, one game better than Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh beats them on their home field. Buffalo's got to go to Miami. They both played equally tough games. Miami's got the home edge. They've got to go to that heat and humidity where Aaron Rodgers uh, was against the Saints. And how are they only two and a half, three points lower than they were at home against Pittsburgh, the worst team than Miami? It makes no sense. So what you're saying is you think there might be some value here on the Miami Dolphins. Well, but, you know, you get so much added value because everybody's, you know, oh, there's no way Buffalo's going 0-2. I mean, Buffalo played well, and, 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 and Miami versus New England was the, the one game where the, the, the stats didn't match the result. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miami had a lot of bad metrics in that game. But, hey, they came away with the win. Hey, Je- hey uh, Jeff, mark is down. Las Vegas Chris is going to be taking Miami in the contest. Just mark that down, would you? Okay, thanks. Sorry, Chris. I was just talking to Jeff for a second. Um, all right. So you, you tweeted this earlier this morning, and you and I have been talking about this for a while. We keep forgetting what it was we wanted to talk about, but it's about folks who romanticize, if that's the correct sort of way to characterize it. They romanticize being a pro better. And some people really are like, wow, I would really like to be a professional better. I see guys like Las Vegas, Chris, and I'm like, that's who I want to be. And to that, you would say what? Well, I don't know how in the hell I would do it if I had children. I don't know how in the hell I would do it if my wife demanded any intention whatsoever that, you know, I wasn't like volunteering. Uh, my phone is sounds like and looks like a pinball machine so often. It's ridiculous. It's like, you know, it drives other people nuts when I get around them. It, I have... No freaking time. Now, I know there's people out there that they get to go golfing. <clears throat> Brady. Brady. And Oh, hey, Brady. And, uh, you know, they somehow have lives, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and it is a choice with, you know, what you want to do and, and, you know, what point of, you know, you don't want to put in a full effort. And I understand that. But I, I have no Time. It takes. It, it, I can't even explain to people how little time I have because it sounds like such BS mm-hmm. and sounds so unbelievable. And I have so many people I'm saying the same story to. I can't even answer text messages. For That's like, your phone right now, yeah, by the way. For 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 a couple of days. I think like, I went six seven days, uh, not even reading certain correspondences from people because I didn't have the time to open it. You're, you're also super duper generous that you will engage people on all kinds of things. Correct. Like you, you even go be above and beyond. Would you, would you acknowledge? Oh yeah. I'm very approachable and uh, I try to help, uh, you know, you got to pay it forward. Uh, I get great satisfaction of helping people and just, and that is the little mini breaks that I do get is uh, communicating with people uh, while I'm scrolling and I can do the two things at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I, I can't begin to tell you how I you wake up every day and fall farther behind. Like you literally did not, you got a list of stuff you got to do and you didn't even get to the list and you added stuff and you added something for the next day. Yeah. And it's, it's horrible, just horrible. I, my dad, I had to repeat to him three times this week, dad, he keeps on telling me to visit. I go, are you, (laughs) what part of no time are you not understanding? I don't have the time to drive one way. Yeah. My, my dad who has Parkinson's, even he gets that. He's like, so we'll see you in February. Yes. We'll see you in February. That, that point though about, and I hope my girl is listening to this because that resonates with me so much. Everything about this, the, the very first thing you said, we don't make enough of, which is if you are to do this seriously, if you are to do this with the intention of winning and not just for entertainment, kids are going to be obviously something that you may or may not, uh, you know, have space for in your life. 
right? Like, because if you have kids, kids are more important than this, is what I'm saying. And so you should probably should probably rethink doing this. And then if you even if you don't, you have to have the spouse or girlfriend that allows for it. And I'm not even talking about football season. I, I've made you know when we talk golf, sometimes we're talking I mean, the FedEx Cup leaps to mind. I remember when a couple years ago when it was all oh, Brooks Kepka. I'm betting Brooks Kepka in the FedEx Cup. And I came in here this you know the Monday morning after the FedEx Cup, and I said, yeah, well, I, I got out of it on Rory on Sunday live betting. Now when you do a show that's preflop content, people don't like to hear that because they because right. not everybody's able to do that. And I said that morning, I'm like, look, if I had a girl that didn't understand, right, that I needed to be there at that moment to make that bet at that exact time, you can't do this successfully. You can't. And you have to be very cognizant of your own vulnerabilities and weaknesses, of agreeing to do stuff. I mean, I, I've gotten yes. to the point where it's like, no, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't schedule a time. I, I, it, it causes me too much stress to, to, like if I'm trying to schedule something for the next day, it's always, let's check out, let's check it out tomorrow. Because it's too much stress. I, I, I start thinking, you, 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 your time is not your own. There's so much crap that pops up. It's ridiculous. The other day, I had landscapers with giant blowing blowers. I had the cable guy, and I had uh, somebody else. All the, they all arrive at the same time. The, guy, the cable guy asked to borrow my phone and switches it to the dis, dis, hearing disabled setting. <laughs> Oh, and I no. got to listen oh, man. and could not yeah. get it off. And I was so busy. But stuff like that happens all the time. The other way to spin this is to tell folks who are in contest, and Chris is uh, participating in those same contests, this is who you're up against, a dude who is devoted to it 24-7. And so that's – but that's the racket. And I think that – I don't think we make enough of that. And, and and I'm with you. Like, hey, man, I do two shows and, and bet. Like, that's the other thing. My girl's like, oh, so now you're doing your tennis data? You're not doing a show. You're not prepping for a show. Now you're doing your tennis. I mean, it's like at some point, I say to her all the time, I go, what are you worried about? Like, the, I would offer nothing to any other human being at this point in my life. Nothing. I, I, I do nothing for you because yeah. this is who I am. And I'm quite comfortable with it. But just to let people know, this is what it takes. It's, it, you, you know, you have to have the right mental frame of mind to yeah. uh, be able to go to bed. See, I can't see if I get up in the middle of the night, I'm up. It's like I've had two hours of sleep two days in a row. I'm, 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 I'm on I fumes. see by the times you text, I'm like, this dude never sleeps. Yeah. But yeah. I can't get to, you know, if I get up, I go to the bathroom, you know, eight times out of 10, I'm up, even if it's only on two hours of sleep, because I got too much crap to do. We've only got a minute left, uh, Chris. Is there another line that looks off to you that you want to share with us? Anything? You know what? I, I, I just don't know. But you know those Washington Redskins or uh, Washington football teams? Yes, you had a th The Hindenburg. You, tell, me what, tell everybody what you told me yesterday. There's a scenario where they could go what, in your opinion? Oh, I, it's not impossible. I said that before the season started. If they don't win Thursday, yeah. look at their schedule. They could go into the bye winless, and I think their bye is after week nine. I mean, it, yeah, you said to me they'd be like one and eight or something. No, they like could. That. Yeah, they could. Yeah, they could. Wouldn't surprise me to see them one and twelve, even if they win. How dare you? Look at their defense. They gave up seventy-five percent. Well, third down completions gives up four hundred and twenty-five yards and, and a time of possession thirty-six to twenty-three or something like that. So you know what? That's the very first question I'm going to ask Lombardi at the other end of the break because I do think the Washington defense has been getting a free pass. It's a joke. Yeah. Everybody keeps on talking about it. They played nobody last year. Yeah. Nobody. All right. We can still be friends, but I like that. I, I, that's exactly what I'm going to ask Lombardi first. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it as always. It's always a pleasure. Michael Lombardi next, a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. That question and more. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. 
Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Get your payout before the game's out with BetMGM. Place a money line wager on any Thursday night football game. And if your team is up by 10 or more points at halftime, you win. That's a full payout for only half the game, no matter what happens the rest of the way. Simply go to your BetMGM account and opt in, opt in rather each week to the Thursday night halftime payout promotion. Want to keep things rolling after that? Try BetMGM's extensive live betting options in the third quarter or use your winnings to place a one-game parlay on Sunday. New to BetMGM? Just download the app and see how you can turn halftime into cash time. Make a money line bet on Thursday night. And if your team is up by 10 or more, you'll win at the half. Only at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Opt-in required. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit Bet, uh, BetMGM, rather. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the host of the Lombardi line here at VEASAN. The name of his book is called Gridiron Genius. Of course, he's got the GM Shuffle podcast and he's making his triumphant return to a numbers game. He's back in the big time, ladies and gentlemen. It's Michael Lombardi. How you doing, Michael? Uh, I'm good. I'm back to work on Wednesday, Gil. So, uh, <laughs> you know, you get me on Wednesday. Yes. There you go. I love it. Thank you so How much doing? for doing it. I'm doing great. How have you been? I've been great. I've been really good. It's, uh, I'm looking forward to the season. It was a good start. So hopefully uh, we'll keep some momentum going. I am told. Enjoying all the shows. Yeah. All the all the news shows on the network. I'm told yeah. you went three and zero. Well, it's Stormy's network. I mean, we yes. work at Stormy's network. Yes, that's we really do. clear. It's Stormy, and then we all just work at her. What's what's the phrase uh, uh, with the with the president at at her discretion? We yeah. work at her discretion. There you go. Um, and we should. And we should. Okay. Las Vegas Chris was just in here with me. Multiple contest winner here in Las mm-hmm. Vegas. And the last thing we talked about was actually the first question I was going to ask you. So we we didn't talk about it beforehand. So I'm glad we had that conversation. And it has to do with the Washington defense, which is to say that, you know, we have sort of anointed the Washington defense as this glorious defense. Yet, Michael, the last three times we've seen him, Jalen Hurts was crushing him last game of last year before the Eagles just said, you know what, you can have this game. Uh, Tampa Bay rolled over them, no surprise there in the playoffs. And then uh, not so hot here against the Chargers, where the Chargers kept the ball the last six and a half minutes of the game keep away. They won the game. Washington couldn't get them off the field. And the third down stats uh, for the Chargers in that game were 14 of 19. And so I guess the question to you is, and by the way, Las Vegas Chris added on because he knew he was going to ask me this, that I was going to ask you this question now once we had the conversation. He sent me, these are the quarterbacks that Washington played last year. Uh, Carson Wentz, Andy Dalton and Danucci, Joe Burrow and Ryan Finley, Dalton again, Big Ben, not his heyday, by the way, Nick Mullins, Jalen Hurts, Nate Sudfield. Anyway, you get the idea. Are, are we being too yeah. too gracious here with Washington's D? 
I mean, we've been too gracious all along. I mean, if, if, if Doug Peterson and the Eagle organization don't go Roberto Durant in games week 17 last year and just go no Moss, <laughs> Washington doesn't even make the playoffs. I mean, I've been saying this for six months. I mean, I appreciate Chris saying it, too. I mean, it's the most overrated defense in the history of football right now. Yeah, they're really good in the defensive line. Tell me where else they're good. Tell me when they stop somebody. This week in the game, you got a rookie left tackle and Slater played really well. The right tackle, Brian Balaga, I'm going to let you in on a secret. He got hurt again midway through the game. They had to put, a, they had to put another guy over there, and they still threw the ball up and down the field. If, if they were better in the red zone, if, if the Chargers were more efficient in the red zone, they turned the ball over, they're two for six in the red zone, this isn't even a close game. This shouldn't even have been a close game. I, I, I mean, are we sure Ron Rivera's a great coach, Gil? Mm. Are we sure of this? Interesting. Interesting. We're sure he's a competent coach. I'm not sure if he's a great coach. You're right. You're right Go about that. Go back and look at his one-loss records. He has one winning season, bad season. Winning, bad. I mean, look, I, 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 mean, I don't know what to say other than the fact that their defensive front couldn't dominate. If they don't dominate the offensive line of the New York football giants this weekend, then we're going to, you know, what happens with us in betting, and it, and it happened to me last year, and it really hurt me. We go too much Dick Vitale on this stuff. We go all in. Oh, my God, they're the greatest. It's mm-hmm. Chase Young. Look at him. He's going crazy. No, watch the game. He's not. And so I, I think this is really the biggest issue is we've had this momentum. Houston's terrible. Houston's bad. We got the worldwide leader telling us all the things that are wrong with Houston. Meanwhile, Jacksonville's favorite. It was the easiest bet on the board last week. Jacksonville's the worst football franchise in the last 10 years. How could they be a favorite on the road against anybody? Since you bring up the Texans, let me just let me just throw this out here because you always do. I remember when we talk, it's always a stream of consciousness. You trigger thoughts for me. And so, you know, with the, with the Colts and Titans – both playing shaky at best in week one. Uh, the Jags were abysmal, as you just said, against the Texans, as bad as everyone uh, wanted them to be. Uh, is it lunacy to think that the Texans, listen, they're not going to win a Super Bowl, but like they could be in the mix in a really bad division? Is that lunacy? I mean, I don't think you're going to just go automatically and say, hey, we're going to beat them. I mean, they've got some really good skill player. Brandon Cook's made a couple plays. Nico Collins was really good. The offensive line played better in this game than they ever played for Bill O'Brien. They put the two first-round picks on the left side with Tunzel and, and Howard, you know, and Marcus Cannon played right tackle. They actually blocked and ran blocked. They've got good runners, Ingram. They bring in Lindsey for a little change of pace, and they got David Johnson. I mean, this is not a team. This is not the, the, the Miami Dolphins who had no players. They're a good team. And then they just went out there and embarrassed. I mean, how about Urban Meyer? How about Urban Meyer? Here he is, right? He's down twenty to seven, Gil. I can't believe you weren't you weren't hammering this drum. Oh, he's I know what you're about to, to say. Seven. Yeah. Okay, he's down twenty to seven. He he has no timeouts left. The Houston Texans have three. There's fifty nine seconds left to go in the half. And what does he do? He throws three straight incompletions, and when he walks off that field, he thought he was playing Indiana, but he wasn't. When he walks off that field, he's down twenty seven to seven. Uh, yeah, I, I have said from the beginning, there's a lot of Spurrier that I'm noticing about Urban Meyer, and it did not in any way detract it's me. It's all from, recruiting. He's a yeah. recruiter. He's not, it's not a football. It's all re, and that's great when you're at Ohio State and you can get all the five stars in the world. But at some point in the NFL, you're playing chess level, grandmaster chess on every front. And that team, to me, if you want to make money, I keep betting against Jacksonville. I think you're. I think you're definitely speaking my language. I hear what you're screaming on that. Uh, a lot of fourth downs gone for in Week One. This is one of my big takeaways from Week One. I'm sure it was for you. Vic Fangio going for countless fourth downs. Uh, Zach Taylor did it up 14, fourth and one from his own 35. That didn't work out, and the rally was on for the Vikings. Stupid, and I guess stupid, my question to you, it was just so bad. I just my my question to you as a longtime football guy. Who's worked with all the greats? What do you think about this new NFL where everybody's going for it on fourth? I think there's two things to assess on fourth down. Are we in control of the game or are we just in the lead? And I think when you have that answer, okay, and you feel good about that answer, I mean, really, at the end of the day, we saw it in a game where, you know, uh, uh, they were, went for it. I'm trying to remember the game. They went for it on fourth down. Oh, they, they went for it on fourth down and gave teams the drive to come back. Philadelphia. Philadelphia is 0 for 4 on fourth down. They basically kept Atlanta hanging in the game. Philly was in control of the game and had the lead, and they're going for it on fourth down. 
Like, it made no sense. So, to me, I think you have to assess it. What I think Vic Fangio saw was, look, they've got the coach Coach Jason Garrett over there. Please, please be respectful. <laughs> and they got Daniel Jones over there. If I go for it, if I don't get it, they're not going to score anyway. <laughs> I will be absolutely. Jason Garrett will want you to call him coach. That's for sure. Coach, you got to call him Coach Gotta Garrett. Got to call him please. Coach. Coach, call Garrett. Him coach Garrett. I'm sorry. Coach Garrett. Uh, you brought up Atlanta. That triggers something for me, too. Uh, how can Atlanta fans – and management justify passing on Fields and Mac Jones uh, or offensive line help after what we saw there uh, over the weekend. Even if Kyle Pitts ends up in the Hall of Fame, it just feels like this franchise, I know it's week one, I don't want to overreact, Michael, but just after week one, it feels like they are stuck forever, or at least near term. I watched Sewell block uh, Nick, uh, Nick Bosa, and I thought, you know, he missed him a couple times. Bosa won a few. But that's a legitimate left tackle. And to turn down a left tackle in the National Football League is really is, is malpractice charges. To turn down a quarterback. I mean, look, let's face it. You know, you and I have had this discussion about Mac Jones, mm-hmm. you know, and Kyle Shanahan. You can't take Mac the third pick. Mac Jones is by far, after week one, was the best quarterback. He stood in there, made every throw. He did everything that we wanted. What hurt Mac Jones more than anything was that picture of him with his shirt off. Because then social media went crazy and his value came storming down based on perception, not reality. But I'm with you, Gil. I wa- that was all I kept thinking watching the tape of Atlanta and Philly was, now tell me again why we passed on a quarterback. Because this, this guy might have a year left, but it's not a great year. And after this year, what do we have? Yeah, it, it really came through. La- last thing, because we only have a minute here, Michael, I just want to ask you, um, the team that you were encouraged by the most in week one that you previously had had a kind of meh feeling about, and then the reverse, a team that uh, you know you thought big things about, and you're like, oh, maybe I was wrong about them. Well, Green Bay, I was I big things about them. I'm a little apprehensive about their performance at Matt LaFleur, and, and I thought the Chargers were really good. I think Justin Herbert's sensational. I thought he was great. And Jeff Parles, congratulations on your engagement. I'm happy to see that happen. I'm happy to see you in the chair dominating the show. So congratulations to you and your lovely uh, wife-to-be. Thank you, Michael. Thank you very much. There it is. We'll end it on that note. The great Michael Lombardi, host of the Lombardi Line, which comes up at the top of the hour. Michael, thank you for coming back into my life, sir. I appreciate it. I will be back every week, Gil. Don't worry. Michael Lombardi, everybody who's worked with all the greats, minus Joseph Jackson Gibbs, which, you know, it's not his fault. But everybody else, Belichick, Parcells, Davis, my goodness, Walsh. Uh, that is at the top of the hour, the Lombardi line. Brady Cannon will be the host as well tonight, uh, today, rather on that. Good luck from all of us at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Enjoy. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to, like, choose a more challenging route than just, like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been, like, easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and, like, so simple? And what else was it going to... Like, that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.